That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. I know that I'll need it. Yeah. Listeners, this is your announcement. This is our announcement that you should take your jade rollers out. Feel free to pause and go get them out of the fridge or wherever it is you keep them nice and cool. Because we're going to need them today on today's episode. I got both the rollers and the scooper and I'm going to be using it all throughout. Can I just say something before we start diving into the two really stressful episodes of New York and Beverly Hills? Mm -hmm. You look great. What? Yeah, you look so fresh. No, I don't. I swear to God. Really? Yeah. I was just looking at myself before you came in and I was like, I look terrible. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, you look wonderful. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I don't know what I did. Maybe you need to get your eyes checked. No, no, no. Don't blame my eyes. <laughs> I have laser vision, okay? Thank you. Laser. Thank you. No. You're welcome. Okay, so which deeply stressful city would you like to start with? Would you like to start with? I think with... we should go in order uh-huh. and just go with New York first and okay. then end with Beverly Hills because I think it's a lose-lose situation either way. So so yeah. let's start with the anti-Semitism first. Okay. Okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> so we <laughs> So stressful two episodes. Two it days. was. It back was. To back. So on Real Houses of New York, the ladies, they went to my neck of the woods, meaning like yeah. my neighboring town, Summit, yeah. New Jersey, yeah. on a party bus for some godforsaken reason for Ebony's Black Shabbat at her friend Archie's home. Mm-hmm. Archie runs an organization called Jubilong, and Ramona, as usual, will protest any event about anything that is not about her mm-hmm. because it shouldn't be called Jew belong. It should be called Ramona belongs. Okay. Yeah. Every organization needs to be called yeah. that. Shouldn't be Black Lives Matter. It should be Ramona's life is the only one that matters. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get into this insane Shabbat dinner, I would like mm-hmm. to talk about Sonia's date. Sonia goes on a date with quote unquote marriage material guy. His name is Brad. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I fucking love him. I love this man, and I can't explain why I love this man so much. <laughs> he was, he was a typical older dude who had a hundred and ten <laughs> ailments, and all he could talk about was, "This is what is hurting. This is what my doctor said. This is what's happening next to me. I just had this surgery. I'm gonna have the other surgery." Yeah. <laughs> It was all. It was like being. It was being so in a senior home talking about just your <laughs> medical issues. <laughs> but like, I know that obviously that's like not great for a date. But I was listening to him talk, and I was like, you know what? That's what I sound like sometimes. <laughs> I know that's what you and I sound like. <laughs> I know he had so many issues and he was just venting to her I thought she did well I thought she didn't do anything crazy she acted the sober Sonia wanting to marry Sonia wanting to meet a rich old guy Sonia first impression Sonia she came very demurely dressed Mm-hmm. And she she put out a whole other Sonia the kind marriage material Sonia <laughs> Okay so here's the thing Arthi and I have not been in the dating scene for 13 to 22 years. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's been a long fucking time. 
But I was watching this and I was like, oh my God. Like it scared me because, you know, Sonia does go on dates with marriage material people as presenting herself as sober Sonia. By the way, her voice mm-hmm. changes. Her voice changes. Yeah. The way she even talks changes. Her accent mm-hmm. changes. Yeah. She's very much somebody who just adapts to the person that she's with. Yeah. But she was presenting herself to be a completely different person. And it's hilarious because the next day, literally the next day, this woman is going to piss in somebody's fucking driveway. Okay. <laughs> so like, this is what scares me about potentially People. dating. If yeah. ever again, I always, I always joke around and I, I tell my husband this all the time too, that if I, for some reason, find myself single again, I will be wined and dined, but I will not ever get married again mm-hmm. because I just don't think that I'll ever trust anybody enough because somebody will present themselves like this one of the things that happens when you get when you marry young or meet somebody young and date you accept a lot more and you're a lot more trusting yeah but now you would not be trusting I wouldn't like you said I wouldn't trust anyone seeing Sonia be a whole other person on a date scares me because this is how people present themselves on dates they present themselves to be completely different human beings than they are now i do i think brad was presenting himself to be somebody else i don't think so i don't think so only in pictures brad is too busy worrying about the jelly ligaments in his spine yeah to be putting on a front the funniest thing to me was i think that he felt like sonia was losing steam and then he was like ever heard of south of france (laughs) She's like, but he piqued her interest a little bit, and then he was like, "Well, I sold it." Like, okay, why even bring it up? Yeah, are you like? I felt like maybe he was testing to see how uh, how animated she would get with the South of France reference. Yes. And also, I think Sonia's stupid because if he had a home in the south of France and he sold it, he probably is just sitting on a bunch of fucking cash, Sonia. Right. So, like, that's actually not a bad thing. But also, mm-hmm. at the end, she was like, great, I hope we do it again. Like, Sonia, you don't want to do this again. You don't want to do this again. <laughs> I have a feeling she'll go out on a date again because she's she would she didn't want to talk about him later in front of Luann because she was scared that Luann would go out with him, right? I know, that's so true. Yeah, so I think she would actually go out with him again and try to get him use a different kind of Sonia to try and get him to open up. Yeah, I think she has dealt with enough of these old men, wealthy men who have nothing else to offer other than money. Yeah. And she knows how to have a relationship with them. Yeah. Let's talk about this dinner. Mm -hmm. We heard in the beginning of this season that Leah was converting. And I guess this is the bow that they're putting on top of that storyline because they've dropped it in. We never talked about it again. Mm -hmm. And now we're talking about it. So we did open the episode with Leah practicing her blessings for Shabbat. I can imagine for a Jewish person to hear those prayers out loud is a very moving thing. I mean, I'm not Hindu. And I remember watching that on Family Karma was really moving Mm -hmm. for me. So I can understand that. But they go to this Shabbat dinner, which for some reason, like these are women from New York fucking city. Okay. Mm -hmm. They don't know the difference between a Seder and 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 Shabbat. Shabbat. Yeah. Okay. Shabbat happens every week and Seder is for Passover. Yeah. First of all, like Google is your friend. 
Okay, yeah. you can Google it. But two, Luann dated Jacques for so long, and Jacques is Jewish. And Ramona used to call Jill Zarin her best friend. And yeah, Jill oh Zarin God, was yes. here, and Bethany was Jewish. They're acting like this is the most waspy group ever and that there's no Jewish person on. But they had so many Jewish real housewives before. They had Yeah, Ramon, I'm pretty sure Aviva was Jewish. Jill, Aviva, Jules. Bethany, Jules. So many. It's yeah. like crazy that they would I think say that. Heather, is Heather Jewish? I think so. It might, she might be Jewish. Her husband, John, is Jewish. Okay. She calls us. Remember she said she was Jewish by injection? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan Schindler. Yeah. Yes, and they had a Jewish ceremony for their mm-hmm. wedding. Yeah, so like Heather has Jewish family. So it's like everybody, you're acting like the Real Housewives of New York. Like, I don't know what it is. They're they're literally acting like they've never met a Jewish person before. Mm-hmm. They've never understood these things before. But mm-hmm. they finally go on this party bus yeah. to Summit, New Jersey. As soon as they walk in, I mean, it's just absolute bedlam. I think mm-hmm. as soon as, first of all, they get off the bus. And for some reason, Luann has decided to have a snowball fight in a ball again. I was like, is she drinking? Yeah. Because as soon as that started, I was like, no, 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 this is a disaster. They go in. Now, Archie, very kind for letting people, you know, inviting people into her home. But can we just talk about Archie's insane house? Let's pause on Archie. Yes. Archie, her insane house. I did have, before everything went down, I had Archie reinventing Judaism is how she put it, right? Yeah. And that was the whole thing. And you and I know in our religions, there are people who will reinvent the religion. Yes. And it always kind of, it's part refreshing and part cringeworthy. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. it's tough to watch. And I'm not going to speak for any Jewish person because neither Arthi and I are Jewish. Mm-hmm. But I think that as a person with a culture or religion that I am really, I hold very close to my heart. Mm-hmm. Anytime I see somebody on TV trying to make it cool, mm-hmm. I'm suspicious of you, right? Yeah. And I think that was my thing with Archie was like, I see what you're trying to do, but I'm not quite sure about this execution. However, I will say that Mm -hmm. I've seen Jew Belong billboards all over New York City. I was just in Philly last weekend. I saw them there. I know that they do a lot of outreach. Mm -hmm. I know that they do a lot of like, essentially what their goal is to try to make Judaism more accessible, try Mm -hmm. to make it something that people are okay, like people are just more comfortable around. There is a stereotype, there's a horrible stereotype that Judaism is very exclusive, that it's very exclusionary, that either you're Jewish or you're not, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I understand the purpose of organizations like this trying to make Judaism more accessible. It's Mm -hmm. more about outreach and Mm -hmm. um, interfaith dialogue and stuff like that. So I totally Mm -hmm. think that I think there's a great place for it because Mm -hmm. there is still a lot of misconception on Judaism. I mean, you have these women who are from New York fucking city who (laughs) yeah, Luann is looking at challah bread and she's like, what is this? What is this? Hasha? Challah? Is it sweet bread? What is this? Halala bread. I'm like, yeah. You don't know what challah bread is? Challah bread French toast is like the number one brunch item in New York City everywhere. Like, yeah. why are you guys acting like you don't know what this stuff is? It was maddening. It was like, was, is this is this OC? Are we seeing this in OC or are we seeing this in Dallas? This is New York City. How do you not know that? It was so frustrating that part of me was like, are you guys putting on an act? 
Yeah. Because that was the thing that I think really threw me off at that point. Yeah. I was like, is mm-hmm. this an act or is this actually happening? Yeah. And unfortunately, the fact that these women from New York City are acting like basic things from Judaism, which we all in like I'm from the area, you guys. Mm-hmm. This is all very common stuff. Yeah. It's like everyday stuff. You leave your home, you are surrounded by all of this stuff. Yeah. You will stumble across at least one Jewish person every day. Yeah. There's no other way of getting around it. It's, that's how prevalent everything. It's Italians and Jewish culture is very, very popular and embedded in the New Jersey, New York area. It New is. City it is. And, and so the fact that the show is now showing these very commonly known mm-hmm. Jewish things as so foreign. These mm-hmm. women are othering Judaism so hard on the show. Yeah. It goes to show that like the stereotype that Jews are in charge in New York is yeah. disgusting and actually wrong and yeah. embedded in, in, in anti-Semitic tropes. But yeah. also it goes to show that white people really just don't fucking listen. Like between this and in Beverly Hills, which we'll talk about later, both shows you had women who claim to be allies, claim mm-hmm. to understand, mm-hmm. claim to be yeah. multicultural. Yeah. Yeah. And have done all of the performative shit to yeah. show themselves to be that way. Mm-hmm. In these situations, when actually face to face with people who mm-hmm. they claim to be allies with, they still act a damn fool. Okay. Right. And it's, it drove me crazy and it was really, really hard to watch. Right. It was really right. triggering because I'm not Jewish, but I have a religion that people have it a lot was, of questions about. Yeah. And it's cringeworthy because we have been in positions where somebody of from an outside religion, especially a white Christian, has come into our religious space, completely has a either not understood or is not paying attention, is not listening. We have experienced that kind of tropes and so we are, it was cringeworthy for me because I was putting myself in Archie's shoes yes. and thinking to myself, oh my God, this is so disrespectful. This is so horrible. If somebody did that to me when I'm talking about my religion and my culture, I would be so offended. And she was trying to be so nice about it. The other thing I noticed was that they got into the van to go to New Jersey and immediately Ebony gave them drinks. So they were like turned up by the time they even reached there. They were drinking in the van. Oh, yeah. So... So that is the other thing. They were all turned up. It was a long drive. I was surprised they even agreed to go to New Jersey. You know, these women are snobs. You know, Ramona has always made a big deal about even going to Brooklyn. So it was like, okay, she's she's okay with coming to New Jersey. I was surprised. And then I thought to myself, oh, Ebony, because Ebony gave them all kinds of alcohol and they were having fun and that's how they showed up. But I think that's what resulted in you don't you never realize Ramona is drunk mm-hmm. other than Ramona acts up. Ramona doesn't act drunk drunk like Sonia does. Oh, she's not falling right. over. But she's always acting inappropriate. She is talking a mile a minute when she is drunk. And wow, that's what she that's was doing. A, that's yeah. a really, really good observation. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right. I thought about something which I don't know if there's any truth to this. And I, I, I don't think that there is because we've seen her be inappropriate in other situations. But I do mm-hmm. think that there's something to think about the fact that Ramona is acting this way because it's another night that Ebony has planned to talk about something that isn't Ramona, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wondered that if say Jill Zarin was still on the show or if we had a 
you know, a Jewish person, an actual mm-hmm. cast member who was Jewish. Let's say Heather mm-hmm. was there and mm-hmm. Heather had organized this night, right? Mm-hmm. Would she have had the same reaction to Heather? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I think she would have. I just think that she would have been cut off very much in the beginning. She went too long. Nobody said anything for too long. Nobody said, shut up, Ramona. Nobody said that. Yeah. She wouldn't have dared to do so much with um, Jill Zarin, but she would have done it with Heather. She doesn't care so much about Heather, but she did care a little bit about what Jill would say because Jill and her had the similar group of friends. They had a common group of friends, so she cared about what Jill would think about. But I think she would have said it, and I I think Jill wouldn't have tolerated any of it. No. None of it. It would have been... She would have been... uh, Ramona would have been on on her ass in the first few minutes of that. It wouldn't have gone this long at all. You mean Jill would have been on Ramona's ass? Yes. The night, obviously, it devolved into something really terrible by the end. But Mm -hmm. basically what I've learned is that it's that same thing that Crystal said about Sutton, which Mm -hmm. was when when something is happening that is not about her, she Mm -hmm. immediately thinks that it's against her. She thinks that that is an attack on her. As soon as they start talking about the pain and oppression – of Mm -hmm. Jews and black people, Ramona loses her mind. Yeah. Ramona loses it as soon as she starts to hear the word oppression about anybody that isn't Ramona. And that's what is hard for her. Ramona has no sympathy and no empathy for anything other than herself. That is basically the problem. I do want to also note though, Leah being on Zoom didn't help. Okay, Leah, we've we've never been shy about our feelings about Leah. Leah's Mm -hmm. super fucking annoying. But Leah acting like a brat on Zoom really did not help the situation. Because again, the thing I've noticed about Leah all season is anytime her screen time is at risk, she acts crazy. She acts crazy. She acts out just like Ramona does because she's so afraid that she's going to be cut out of the show if she doesn't show up. I may be wrong in this and I will apologize if I am. But one of the things that Leah's, Leah has been acting woke, right? So she's been trying Mm -hmm. to be the woke person. But one of the things that bothers me and a sneaking feeling, and I may be wrong in this, about her trying to convert to Judaism. One of the things that it reminds me of is that dentist in Seinfeld. Oh my God. (laughs) Who converts to Judaism for the jokes. I feel like Leah is doing that. She's converting partly deep down so that she can then be truly woke because then she can say, you're talking about my people now. You're like she doesn't want to be part of the shiksa. She, what is that called? <laughs> I'm laughing because all I hear is you're an anti-dentite. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she doesn't want to be a shiksa. She doesn't want to yeah. be a goyim. She wants to be Jewish. Yeah. I mean, look, right. I, I can understand. I will say. That's the vibe. That's the vibe I get. I'm not saying that anything. And she may be super sincere. And she was sincere with her prayers and yeah. all of that. I do see that. But somewhere in the back of my mind, I cannot get rid of that feeling. That what I'm seeing is somebody who does not, who wants to belong to a different group because she's not happy with her own. Well, the issue and I think that's me- where her mother's coming from too. It's like, why are you? 
Well, I think the issue with Leah is that nothing Leah has done has truly come off as authentic. Mm -hmm. Even if it is authentic, there's a tinge of self-serving to it. So it's sort of it's sort of difficult to parse out whether or not she's doing something with authenticity. I will say I know that the process of converting to Judaism is no joke. It's a lot of work. And she's supposedly doing it with an Orthodox rabbi. And Mm -hmm. that is even harder. So it's yeah. not like she's, you know, walking into a little organization. She's not putting on a Kabbalah string and moving right. on with her life. Right. She's actually doing the work, which means, hey, if that's sincere and you're actually doing the work, congratulations. And I hope mm-hmm. that that is that helps you. Yeah. But I do think that I, I do see what you mean about it, it does seem a tinge insincere at times. Yes. But, and the reason I say that is that she does not throughout this whole episode, right? You had Ramona screaming and shouting her nonsense. You had Sonia talking through her ass, trying to over talk on Ramona. And then you had Leah screaming on Zoom. Leah didn't let is jumping into the conversation to make a point at all times without letting the other people who are the actual affected folks talk. She's not letting Ebony speak. Mm -hmm. none of the black people could speak the hostess could not speak Archie could not speak Leah was jumping into every conversation and taking it over just like Ramona was so there was no difference in the way they were disrupting something that was supposed to be a very sacred and very beautiful moment and so that's where I feel kind of conflicted on Leah yeah I do also want to just remind everyone that like We've seen this type of shit before. Um, mm-hmm. The last time I felt this uncomfortable was actually an episode I decided to not even watch all of. I only saw clips of it online. And it was last season when they had that fundraiser and that girl, Birdie, I think her name was. Mm, yes, <clears throat> that was triggered. Was it, she was a sexual abuse victim, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't watch that episode because it was too triggering for me and I knew that what was going to happen and I've only seen clips of it. But yeah. Ramona and the fucking Dorinda, who, by the way, everybody's yeah. like, I wish Dorinda was oh, back. Yeah, Dorinda yeah, would not yeah, have yeah, helped yeah. the situation. Yeah. Dorinda would have been slurring and yelling right along mm-hmm. with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they've been inappropriate because all they think about is themselves. Ramona mm-hmm. only thinks about herself. Leah only thinks about herself. Sonia only thinks about herself. They're only thinking Correct. about themselves. And I hate to fucking say it, but somehow Lou is the only person looking like a human being this episode. Only because she, shut, she shuts, shuts up. Yeah. Lou did what Sutton did in the other show. Yes. She shut the fuck up. She knew yeah. when to shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Whether she listens, whether she understands, whether she internalizes any of it is besides the matter. She at least did not make it worse. And she did not make an ass of herself. Whether it was just self-preservation and that's why Lou shut up and she just wanted to let Ramona hang herself. That may be it. That may be uh, Luann's strategy. But at least she shut up and she didn't speak over everybody. Yeah. A friend of our podcast and a fellow podcaster herself, her name is Sal Brooks. She's a podcast called Who Asked Me? And she always says, you can always just say nothing. You can mm-hmm. always choose to be quiet. You can yes. always say nothing. Yeah. That is always an option. Yeah. So Luann took that option and she looked yeah. like a hero at this yeah. insane dinner. I did. Right. Um, so I got to go on Clubhouse this afternoon in one of the Club Bravo rooms. Archie was on and they were talking about this thing and she was able to hop on for a minute. And she said, Mm -hmm. whatever we saw on TV was only like an ounce of what was actually happening. It was way worse and way more chaotic. (gasps) Wow. Wow. The fact that, so let's talk about Archie's, you had a few comments about Archie's house itself. 
But the fact that Ramona thought she and Sonia, Sonia did the same thing. They both were walking through Archie's house like this was a hotel. Yeah. And they owned that place. Yeah. You don't walk into someone's house and then start mm-hmm. walking through the other rooms. Yeah. They were just marching through, walking into the kitchen, walking elsewhere, and just walking around, checking out our house and commenting on it. And Ramona was so rude to Archie. They would not even let her finish a sentence. They were just loud and rude. Yeah. I also want to bring up a point that a couple of different pre- people brought up on social media, which was that to call it Black Shabbat, and to talk mm-hmm. about Jews and black people as two separate entities mm-hmm. erases the fact that there are black Jews black in the world. Jews. Yes, yes. It's a shame because I think those are some of the conversations that could have been had at that dinner. Correct. That was but, what I would have wanted to talk about yeah. if this Shabbat dinner had happened. But Ramona derailed it because there was, there was issues with it being called Black Shabbat. Yeah. And the fact that Ebony was coming in here excluding Bershan from that dinner. And how thankful is Bershan now that she's oh, not? God, she, honey, she didn't yeah. go to this disaster. Oh my God. You es- you escaped it, Bershan. Yeah. You didn't you have to go bullet. to the... You, ta- you dodged a bullet. But anyway, there were so many other things that you and I could have talked and just us as audience we could have talked about. But that's all lost because of what happened the problem is that these are not people that are willing to engage in any dialogue Mm -hmm. i think ramona is very aware of i think she's aware of the presentation of rahasas of new york Mm -hmm. think about the way that she had sold it to brashan we're girls we're young you know we're fun girls we like to have fun we like to party all this stuff right so ramona in ramona's little mind she thinks about Rahasas of New York as a place where she's 60-some years old, but she gets to act like a 21-year-old. She gets to wear cute dresses. She likes to go to parties, hobnob, drink, dance, and have a good time and be bitchy yeah. and catty with each other. That right. is what Ramona thinks of Real Housewives of New York. She's Short really not wanting yeah. to... She doesn't want it to evolve. She doesn't want yeah. it to be something else. I don't necessarily think that Ebony is the only person who can like change yeah. that package around. I think that they can yeah. be a little bit of both. But problem is that Ramona wants it to be party girls of New York. Yeah. Sonia needs it to be party girls of New York and she Correct. needs to present herself that way because that's her bread and butter. Mm-hmm. And Luann is just trying to be sober. So yeah. I think we have an issue here where everybody is going into their job thinking that they're working at a different place. Right. Like That it's is like, such it, a great point yeah. because Ebony is coming into it like this is a documentary. I'm going yes. to tell you about everything yes. that's happening. I'm going to describe what's happening and I'm going to t- educate you. Yes. And everybody is looking at the show show as a different entity it's a different creature yes. to them yeah and ramona you're right ramona is thinking of it as this is turtle time this is yes. where i come i act a fool i shit on the floor i pee in the garden and that's and people pay me for it i can yeah. be the most horrible person and i get paid to do so yeah. so she thinks of it as a money grabbing easy money this is what i do and this helps my brand but that's about it but they are all looking at it as a completely different assignment Yes. And so yeah. they are coming at it at a different pace. That is such yeah. a such a such an awesome point that you Yeah, you have somebody who views it as a news organization versus somebody who literally views it like a circus. Yes. So that range is really what's causing this like sort of disconnect Correct. and Correct. it's awkward to watch. Yeah. But apparently it's going to be to be continued. <sighs> That was horrible. All of the stuff Ramona was saying, the fact that she felt discriminated and she was, uh, oh, it's like Ramona. 
what are you talking about? You know, I don't ever agree with Leah, but Leah for once said the right thing, which was people didn't like you probably because you're just Ramona. People just don't Leah's like you. Leah's confessionals are okay, but yeah. Leah's behavior in the scenes are not okay. Yeah. She was upset that Ramona walked away, but then she makes Ebony walk away. Yeah. She is disrupting the prayer. Nothing got done. And this poor woman, Archie, is sitting there and she's like, we haven't finished our blessing. We are not. We are in Shabbat dinner. You cannot just go get your food. And Ramona is up and walking into the kitchen and demanding food. Demanding protein. Demanding protein when she is in someone else's house. Seriously. All right. Well, I would have I I would have punched her and thrown her out of my house. I would have called an Uber for her and asked mm-hmm. her to leave. Right. That would have I would have said this is disrespectful to my home mm-hmm. and to my religion and I'm going to yeah. need you to leave. Right. In these instances, right. you know what? Real Housewives of New York needs Heather Dubrow. And or Heather Thompson. Heather Thompson would have moved. Yeah, around. Heather Thompson would have moved. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go on to Beverly Hills. So we open up with Erica sobbing. Baby ship. <laughs> in the bathroom. That's how she was, she was sobbing like Reza in the bathroom. I tried to see baby ship. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. She comes back and for some fucking reason, Rinna is sitting there consoling Erica like, like Garcelle had punched her in the face. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm sorry that happened. That was really fucked up. Garcelle gets pissed, rightfully. And you know what was really fucked up? Kyle doesn't get up. Nobody gets up. Not even Crystal or Sutton get up. No. Kathy gets up to say, no, Garcelle, you're not leaving, right? Yeah. But I do want to note that I think that in that moment, Kyle isn't quite buying what Erica is selling. However, Kyle lacks any gall, any scruples, any any guts to do anything in that moment. She's a fucking no, follower Kyle and she is, never would. Yeah, no, no, no. Kyle is sitting there actively debating. She is debating. She uh, Is she backing the wrong horse? Mm-hmm. How is she getting to backtrack from everything she has said about Erica? Yeah. How is she going to go on Garcelle's side? How is she make, going to make that transition? And what serves her best? Kyle yeah. is just, Kyle only thinks about Kyle and how she's going to hang on to the show. That's what she's thinking about. Kathy doesn't care. So Kathy gets up and stops Garcelle. She's like, this is ridiculous. You know that you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. You asked a question that you were a either prompted by producers to ask, or you genuinely wanted to ask, and you asked. And they, she could have said, "I don't want to talk about it." Even in that scene, Erica could have said, "I don't want to talk about it. Let's yeah. not talk about it." But she didn't, and they don't quite understand why she's so upset. But they saw, but they still um, pile on Garcelle. Yeah, if they don't understand why Erica is this upset for something for an innocent question, they should have just remained neutral. They sh- they needn't have taken Erica's side on this and yeah. just gone on an attack of Garcelle. Well, also, Erica decides to leave in that moment. And they are all like, oh, I'm so sorry. This is happening, blah, blah, blah. Garcelle shouldn't have asked you. But the thing is, that's putting unnecessary blame on Garcelle because, like you just said, she clearly she fought with the producers. But also, before Garcelle said anything while the group was sitting, Erica had already said, there's some stuff coming out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There was a thing in Chicago. I think I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. I think yeah. I'm going to leave. So Erica had already said, I'm going to leave. 
Yeah, she was before Garcelle said anything at all. But after all of that, when Erica leaves, for some reason, Rina, Lisa, Mm -hmm. uh, Rina, Kyle, and Dorit are acting like, oh, it's because Erica, it's because of what Garcelle said. Like, Mm -hmm. no, it's so stupid. It's but, because Erica got a text from her lawyer saying you are screwed. You're getting zero dollars. This is yeah. what happened. And also, there's a story that's about to drop tomorrow morning. You mm-hmm. probably don't want to be there when this happens. Yeah. Those yeah. are the messages that Erica probably got. But yeah. when she leaves, Rena and Dorit and Kyle go after her. Rena says some shit like, why push it? She's going to tell us when she's going to tell us. Like, this whole episode was just so much hypocrisy from Lisa Rena. Mm. I don't even want to get into it. I do want to admit on record that I'm very ashamed of myself for <laughs> saying Rinna forever all the time. I used to always yeah. say on social media, anytime somebody would drag Rinna, I'd be like, Rinna forever because I loved her Ugh. because I think she's messy and she's like an essential evil. But I don't even think that she's no. essential. She's not. Not anymore. She's not bringing not anything to the show. Nope. She's not being honest and she's acting mm-hmm. like she carries a show on her back and she doesn't. So they all go back inside. Rena asks Garcelle, why do you feel like you had to ask that in that moment? Mm-hmm. And for the umpteenth time, umpteenth time, Crystal and Garcelle have to explain it to Rena and Dorit what mm-hmm. happened. Dorit doesn't fucking listen. She yeah. doesn't listen. She's like, explain to me what happened here. And Crystal has to be like, I just told you guys. But like, this could just be editing, but there is something really triggering about these white women asking these women of color over and over and over again what happened as if they didn't believe them this first fucking time. And it could be that they didn't listen to them, which is still really bad. But there Mm -hmm. was something about these women asking these women of color over these white women asking these women of color over and over again to explain themselves. The story hasn't changed. Yeah. It's the same story. I've told you the same story 10 times. Why aren't you listening? That's what Garcelle says. Crystal, you don't have to defend me anymore. Don't say it yeah. anymore. Yeah. Let's not, you're playing into their game, which is keep asking it until the person admits that they did something wrong and they apologize because that they will not give up. Like Garcelle says eventually later on that I just said I overstepped just to get her off my back. And that's what yeah. they're looking for. They want a fake apology. Yeah. And and you know what I love is Garcelle says, I know why I said it. I know why I was asking those questions. I know yeah. where I was coming from and my conscience is, cle- conscience is yeah. clear and I don't need to to continue to explain myself. Yeah. yeah. And I love that about Garcelle. Right. She's not going to bend for you. And I think that's yeah. the shit that drives Lisa Renner crazy mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. later on, at dinner, Kyle says to Garcelle, Erica's just not going to trust you. And I just want to ask everybody, who gives a shit if a liar doesn't trust me? Right. Kyle, you in your confessionals were talking later on uh, the next morning, they hear, they read the article and in all of their confessionals, they're all talking behind Erica's back, talking about how much they don't trust her. Yeah. But you're upset with Garcelle for asking the question to her face and being yeah. open about it. Yeah. You're all talking about it, thinking about it behind Erica's back. Yeah. And that is not going to, your confessionals are not going to make Erica tr- uh, uh, not trust you? What do you yeah. mean? Yeah. Erica's not going to trust you either. By the way, Erica is not truthful. Like you said, she's Erica's a liar. A liar. 
you have lying. To, so why do you care? We've already talked about like follow the money. Mm-hmm. And if you just think about the money, I think Sutton said it best. Yeah. If you have an LLC and your name is on an LLC, even if the you devil are. himself yeah. is putting money in your LLC, you're responsible for it. That's right. how that shit works. Does yeah. it suck if Erica didn't know about it? Sure. But here's the other thing. If you even separate the case, Mm -hmm. all that shit with Tom, if you separate Mm -hmm. all of that, the fact that Erica is now telling us a story about who she is, all Mm -hmm. this shit that happened and her painful marriage and all this stuff, Mm -hmm. right? You have to accept the fact that at some point, Erica is a liar. She, if you believe her now today, that she was in a terrible marriage, then she was lying for the last five seasons. Exactly. And if you believe, and if you don't believe her today, then you know that she's a liar. She's lying. Yeah. So regardless, Erica is a liar. She's an untrustworthy person. She's a fucking con. She's a con. What does what does Kyle think that if Garcelle did not say that, did not ask her any questions, Erica is going to come and tell, confess to her everything she's done so far and yeah. where the money is hidden? What does yeah. she think? Erica's and also, Garcelle's not asking a question that is like, "Did you hide the money?" Blah blah blah. Garcelle's actually asking a very human question, which is, I can't believe your husband calls you. Yeah. And Kyle even says, I think that's pretty normal, actually, yeah. that your yeah. husband of 20 years would so try to why are you asking you. her, Kyle? If in the confessional you think it's normal, but yeah. then in front of her, you're asking her questions and you're siding with the Rena on it. It's because Kyle is also inauthentic and doesn't know who she wants she to be. She has no spine. TV. She's spineless. She is, she's spineless. So Rena also says... Is there anything you can own? She asked Garcelle why she does what she does. And this really pissed me off. Rena says, oh, Garcelle hits you with these arrows. She jabs and you're like, oh, ow, it hurts, uh-huh. right? And for some reason, editors decided at this moment to cut away to that conversation Garcelle had with Rena about body image. Now, we've yeah. seen the full length of that conversation yeah, right. in never before scenes, okay? Mm-hmm. If you think about the full length of that conversation – That conversation where Garcelle says, do you think that you dancing on social media half naked is a trigger for your child when it comes to her body image issues? And she Mm -hmm. asks Rinna this because she's talking about her own issues with her own son and feeling like she has to blame herself for her son's addictions. So Garcelle is actually having a human moment with Rinna. Yeah. Editors last season chose not to put the whole thing in. Rinna jumped on it like a fucking snake that she is and dragged Garcelle through social media and Mm -hmm. at the reunion. And for Mm -hmm. some reason, this season, editors still decided to put it in where it looks makes Garcelle look like Mm -hmm. a terrible person. Mm -hmm. And it really, really pissed me off. After that, Garcelle is like, fuck you guys. I'm not dealing with your bullshit, basically. Mm -hmm. The women think that Garcelle is coming for them because they know that they were wrong last season. Exactly. That's really what it is. Exactly. Exactly. They think Garcelle is coming for them because they know they all banded together. All of them together feel guilty about what they did. Yes. And they know that the audience is behind Garcelle. Yeah. And Garcelle is speaking for the audience is how they perceive Garcelle. Yes. When they see Garcelle, they're seeing all of the all of us. Yeah. In in their social media telling them how wrong they were. Yeah. And so they're trying to be they are very defensive when it comes to Garcelle. Yeah. They don't feel as defensive with Crystal 
or Sutton, no. but they no. feel defensive with Garcelle. Just yeah. looking at Garcelle reminds them, I think, of what they fucked up with. The other thing I feel is that Rena is in cahoots with before the season started or just as things were falling apart. I feel like Erica and Rena had um, agreement. Erica, Rena, and Dorit had an agreement that yeah. they would not ask any questions of Erica, would let her, they would set it up for Erica to share her story the way she wanted it to be shared. Yeah. Remember, Rena is sharing her CPA and her money manager with Erica. Erica yeah. has invested money in Rena's company. Yeah. They're all very inter- intertwined. And what we are finding is that Rena is, every time Rena brings up the story for Erica to speak about, she sets it up for Erica to speak about it. Kyle does the same thing. Oh, yeah, I remember that accident you mentioned. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, from four Mm -hmm. years ago, suddenly you remember the accident. You're suddenly talking about it. So they're all setting up the stage for Erica to come and dance on. Yeah, that's true. And so now they're finding out that Erica has been lying to them about a lot of different things. And now they don't know how to manage that. Yeah. Because I don't think she shared all of their issues, all of the legal issues that Tom was going through. They were on, they thought they were only trying to, um, you know, help her with the divorce thing. But as they are, as we watch them, they're learning more about Tom's shenanigans and the fact that he could go to the, he could go to jail, she could go to jail, and how they are involved in it. And that's when they are like. They don't know how to still support Erica and how to manage their and protect themselves. Yeah. It's going to be fun to watch them grapple that. Yeah. Now they go into this conversation at dinner for some reason about race. Mm -hmm. Kathy Hilton. Let's talk about (laughs) Kathy Hilton. Okay. Kathy Hilton. I know that we like love her and everybody thinks she's like so fun and silly, but like Kathy Hilton brings up Michael Jackson as her reason for why she doesn't see color. You guys... Michael Jackson didn't see color either. Michael Jackson didn't see color either, famously. Um, And he so much didn't see color that he bleached his skin white. Yes. He had a whole song about it doesn't matter if you're black or white, where black people and white people were morphing into each other. You know what? When I was a kid, I loved that song. I I love that that music video, too. too. Tyra Banks was in that music video, Uh and I loved it. And Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. It's still a problem, okay? We can love things from my childhood and then also realize that those things are real fucked up. Michael Jackson <laughs> happens to be one of them, okay? Yeah. But yeah. she brings this up. <laughs> and and Garcelle is so kind as to explain it to these fucking morons again, okay? Yeah. And as they're talking about it, Garcelle's explaining that, you know, people, I think she said it really beautifully that mm-hmm. I'm black. The first thing I yeah. am is I'm black. It doesn't matter yeah. my fashion, my title, right. my intelligence, my money. I yeah. walk into a room, the first thing I am is black. So you have yeah. to see my color because that yes. is how the world views me. Yeah. And she said, and unfortunately, we're not equal. Yeah. And Dorit says, we're not equal. Why aren't we equal? I don't understand that. Yeah. Okay. And this is where Dorit goes into a whole thing about uh, her children have been around all of these workers that she has that are very multicultural. So first she says, uh, we have worked, we have had people work for us. Yes. And then she starts talking and I'm thinking business associates or she's talking about all of that. And then she's, and then Garcelle, uh, you know, very correctly knows that she's talking about her household help. Yeah. I actually think Garcelle was trying to help her. Yes. I think Garcelle was trying to be like, what kind you're saying of, is help. wrong. So yeah. Let, I me, think Gar- let me rephrase it for you. Or also Garcelle sure was like wanting her to 
like, I think Garcelle was trying to help her help herself to say, I just want to make sure we're clear on what you're saying. Because this is, by the way, on camera. And I'm giving you an opportunity to correct yourself. And if Dorit had responded in that moment to say, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I know that sounded really bad, right? Like, no, I mean, you know, we just have a lot of friends that are different cultures. But Dorit didn't take it at that because Dorit is an actual imbecile. Yeah. And she took and it also, as And also that's not what she meant. So she, of course, she yes, did of course, mean her help. Because yeah. as Dorit is talking, Garcelle looks at her. Kyle realizes Dorit is going on a bad path. She looks at Rena. Rena is looking straight. For, when Dorit starts talking, Rena is nodding her head. But then as Dorit continues to talk, Rena stops nodding. <laughs> Kyle looks at... If you look at all of yeah, the it's faces, amazing. it's awesome. Because then Kyle looks at Rena out of the corner of her eye and then looks straight at Garcelle and Garcelle looks at her very meaningfully. And then (laughs) the camera pans to Sutton and Sutton's eyebrows are going up. (laughs) And Sutton's eyebrows are in your face. (laughs) And then it cuts to Crystal and Crystal is just staring straight ahead. She's like, oh my God. (laughs) She's just staring straight ahead. No expression, like, don't make any movement, don't show any expression on your face. And Doreen goes on this monologue and everybody goes silent because they know she's digging herself a grave. And they're like, oh, shit. So it's silence. No one's talking over her. Doritas has her stage and Doritas happy. She wants to talk. She's talking. <laughs> and then Garcelle says, are you saying that your children haven't been exposed to people other than brown people right oh something yeah. of that she sort, says along those ch- lines she says she basically says are you saying that that only like brown people work brown for, people you? for you yeah and, and Doree like, takes a pause the longest <laughs> pause ever she says no my mother's best friend is black I'm like <laughs> what does that have to do with it <laughs> Dorit, you were already in a hole and with that response you dug yourself deeper like how did you go from the answer should have been i'm not just talking about my help i'm talking about people that we work with and people that i associate with and it has nothing to do with your mother you should be like aren't you the citizen the world citizen of the world or a woman of the world haven't you traveled everywhere haven't you experienced other cultures don't you have friends also also the good to the confessional injury is like Garcelle has been to my she goes, house. Yeah, no, she goes, I don't just have brown people working for me or something like that. And then she says, Garcelle's been to my house almost to be like, Garcelle's a brown person who doesn't work for me and she's been in my house. <laughs> you know you I mean? saw who served you water and tea. It was, a, it was a white woman who served you water and tea. So it's not just a brown person who works oh for me. Oh my gosh. Oh, God. It was such a bad... But, you know, guys, jokes aside, that is a microaggression, okay? That when, is. When, when Garcelle, a woman... is Garcelle talks about... This all comes up because Garcelle is talking about the fear she has as mm-hmm. a Black woman raising mm-hmm. Black sons. They're talking about having these difficult conversations with their children. Mm-hmm. And the problem here is Doree is not saying anything to help Garcelle's fears. Doree is saying things to only serve herself. Mm-hmm. It's a pat on Doree's back. She yeah. 
heard this black woman talk about her pain Mm -hmm. and Dorit's response to hearing a black woman talk about her pain and her fears is to say, well, I'm doing these things to make sure that my kids aren't like that. And Mm -hmm. it's like, but that's not what this is about. This isn't about your kids. This Mm -hmm. is actually about her sons, adult sons that she's Mm -hmm. worried are going to get killed when they're outside. Nobody's talking about about Jagger. Jagger and Phoenix. Jagger is not a cop. Jagger is not pulling over black, right, exactly. black men. We're not talking. What are you talking about? Yes, you may be raising your kids around a multicultural yeah. environment, and they may be recognizing that. But that doesn't mean that they don't have your. You already have a lot of um, prejudice, and it does. Jagger probably has it too. He just hasn't. He thinks of them as help. He may like them. He may be attached to them emotionally, but they're still help. They're not. Yeah, but but also in that moment, Dorit is taking the conversation. She's centering herself. Mm-hmm. She's now talking about her own kids. We're not now. Now we're not even talking about the fears of black and brown people. Correct. We're now talking about this white woman and her privilege and her ability to take the people that she gets to surround her little white children around Mm -hmm. that is offensive that is so hurtful that is so dismissive to garcelle and what she must have been thinking in that moment you know and i just love garcelle just when dorit's like no actually my mother's best friend is black her mother who lives in connecticut or israel okay so she's not around all the time i just loved garcelle's response being awesome awesome (laughs) But you know what would have been interesting is when Garcelle talks about her son and it was a very moving moment when she says, when my son, my oldest son, he gets pulled over, he's he's immediately becomes a dangerous black man. Yeah. He's not perceived as Garcelle Boy's um, yeah. um, son. Nobody cares how rich he is, how well known his mother parents are. Yeah. Nobody cares. He's just another black man and that's how he's going to be treated. So she's talking about that and I was, I was feeling that it was a missed uh, moment because I would have loved for Erica to be there. Yeah. Because remember that she had all that reaction about her son when Black Lives Matter first started and um, it was all of the Freddie Gray unrest in Baltimore mm-hmm. and her son was um, he's a cop and she went off on Eileen, I think it was. Yeah. And she's like, you don't know what I go through every night. And I would have loved for that interaction to play out, but that yeah. didn't happen. But um, now she could have some opinions that might have mattered. Dorit's opinion in this particular scene did not matter. No, it did not. <laughs> not even a little bit. Yeah. I was um, happy that Sutton kept her mouth shut, though. I was very... Sutton was like, leaned into Crystal and said, I've been down this road. I'm not saying a word. <laughs> which actually tells me that as crazy as that was when Sutton brought it up I the first she time... learned something there. Yeah, Sutton learned. You know, she yeah. evolved. And yeah. I, again, I just want to bring up the fact that Kathy Hilton is our goofy, silly friend. But Kathy Hilton also said, I don't see color. And Kathy Hilton's mom, Big Kathy, yeah. was a racist. And Paris yeah. Hilton has been caught on camera saying the N-word many times. So, like, yeah. let's not worship the Hiltons here and yeah. act like, oh, you know, Kathy is like a necessity on the show. Right. But again, if Kathy evolves and Kathy changes, yeah. okay, fine. Then, yeah. sure. The next yeah. day, the article drops. The New York Times article drops, and obviously we learned this is the real reason why Erica had a meltdown and left. Mm -hmm. And what I loved is everybody's sitting there, and these idiots, Kyle, Rinna, and Dorit are like, 
oh my God, look at this article. So many words. I don't know how to read. Sutton comes downstairs. <laughs> they don't want to read because they don't want to bring it up on camera. They're yes. like, we don't want to deal with it. Yes. And Sutton, and Sutton comes down and is like, I've read every word of it. Yeah, I've Sutton's been up for three hours. She's had like 15 <laughs> cups of coffee. She comes down in her robe ready to talk. She's like, all right, guys, here's the deal. Also, by the way, I feel like Sutton is either listening to or ghostwriting or the intern, the legal intern for the Bravo docket because I've never seen anybody <laughs> with so much information. She was like, all right, so ladies, Sutton, here's what this means. Sutton definitely had a whole other conversation with whoever she is friends with, one of her friends who's a lawyer. Yeah. She had a whole conversation with her own bestie before she walked yeah, out. Sutton <laughs> read it in the morning. Yeah. Like, she is not... <laughs> But I just, this was the one moment that I did think was great where Kathy was like, yeah. I don't know her. <laughs> I also like the fact that in the pre- previous day when they were all tense and working around, Kathy was busy like, are you going to eat this taco? Like, move it. <laughs> Kathy was like, this is bullshit. I'm sitting here. Everybody's upset. Everybody's crying. The producer is screaming. Erica is screaming. I want to just keep it moving. What do I do? Let me clean this up. So they were, and the next morning, she's like, yeah, I don't know her. <laughs> because Dorit tries to prove that everybody else knows her longer than her. She's like, I've yeah. known her for four years but or five years, but you have known her for six years. And you yeah. have known her for six years. Dorit is trying to put that timeline between them. <laughs> then Kathy's like, I don't know her. <laughs> Kathy's like, I literally just met her. I don't, I barely yeah. remember her name. <laughs> Kathy, the night before at dinner, was like, We're missing someone. Who is it? Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but this is where they yeah. all leave La Quinta. They go back yeah. to Beverly Hills or the Valley or wherever they live. Yeah. And Sutton tells the ladies, I don't really want to be meeting with Erica. They go mm. to Dorit's house. They're all shook because this is when Erica had shared those screenshots from like 20 or 10 years ago on Instagram as a distraction from the New York Mm -hmm. Times article. But this is when Sutton says to the girls, she's concerned about what she thinks that they might be getting roped into by being associated with Erica. And I think that's actually really smart. Sutton has said, hey, bitch, uh, I'm on camera with you and I'm not about to get implicated on some shit. Right. By being associated with you. Right. Sutton knows how the forensics works, man. Right. (laughs) She was very clear. She was like, okay, he has no money. Mm -hmm. And anything that he funneled into Erica Jane LLC is going to go to the victims. So she has no money. And if she's complicit with it, and because she owned the LLC, she could go to jail, which is what we've all been saying. That she is complicit because if whether it is she knew or not, whether she's truly innocent or not, that doesn't matter in the eyes of the law. You signed a document, you own the LLC, so you are liable. That's what it means. And that's why Teresa went to jail because she signed a dumb document, even whether she knew or not, whether she was complicit, whether she agreed to it, whether it was premeditated fraud. None of that matters because all the law cares about is, did you sign this document? Do you know it? And and Lisa Rinna says, oh, Harry Hamlin puts all kinds of documents in front of me and I sign it. I don't ask any questions. I don't believe that. Also, because it wasn't just that Erica signed a document. Erica signed a document and got $20 million for it. Correct. Harry Hamlin doesn't have $20 million. <laughs> But he's spending it on acrylics. 
So yeah. the thing is, what this also tells me about Sutton is mm-hmm. Sutton is reading her contracts from Bravo. Correct. Sutton knows that part of being what? a housewife is also being at events with these women, doing press junkets, doing Zooms, Correct. doing events, photo yeah. shoots, stuff like this. So Sutton may be reading documentation from like Bravo HR, from all of this mm-hmm. shit, from the production company that these idiots are not reading. And I think right. that she's probably read some clause in there that's probably mm-hmm. protecting Bravo and not protecting their protecting talent or vice versa exactly. or whatever. Exactly. So she knows Bravo is not going to protect her. She yeah. knows that she could get subpoenaed for yeah. anything Erica says during the uh, during the um, the show that mm-hmm. may or may not air, but if the lawyers come uh, get a whiff of it, they can ask Erica, and Erica can plead the plead the fifth, but Sutton may be um, subpoenaed to come and verify or say that you know that Erica did say certain things. So she's yeah. like, I am, I do not want to be involved in this. So she's trying to say instead of going to Bravo and saying, I don't want to film with Erica. You need to get Erica out of the show. She's trying to have that conversation with all of these women. I don't know how that's going to pan out because essentially she's having a Bravo talent meeting. And she's saying all of us need to tell Bravo not to have Erica around. We can have her around in our personal lives, but we cannot be filming with her in public, in a public sphere. Because she's not sure what she's going to get roped into. And I think that that's a really, really smart idea. I think I know. I think it's probably the smartest thing that anybody's done on Beverly Hills. I had newfound respect for Sutton after that. I was like, this is the Sutton I would love to get to know more. What I think is really interesting, I think the light went off when Sutton saw Erica sobbing Mm -hmm. about something that was already discussed with the other women. I think as soon as that Something that was very minor in her head because before the article came out, Sutton was only thinking about the divorce. Yes. So she didn't quite understand what is the problem here. And the fact that Erica has lied to them is what is triggering Sutton. She's like, she's lying to us. So we cannot trust anything that comes out of her mouth. But we could be liable. I think we as soon be dragged down along with her. Yeah, I think as soon as the first lie came out, which was Erica now admitting that Tom has actually been calling her, as mm. soon as that happened, Sutton seems like the kind of person where once you break her trust once, she's not yeah. building it back up. Yeah. I think she's yeah. a very difficult person to, who's... If you're on her bad side, I think it's really hard for you to get back on son's good side. Correct. It's very classic, like, yeah, rich Southern white lady shit, right? Yes. Like, I get it. But like, yeah. Also Virgo, I think. Is she a Virgo? It <laughs> is a very, so. it is a very Virgo trait. As a resident uh, Virgo here. Let's yeah. see. Sutton Stark birthday. I got to see. Virgo. Virgo. <laughs> Crystal and Sutton are Virgos. Mm. I love that. <laughs> yes. So there you go. It's a very and and like a good Virgo, she's got all her shit in line. She's like, no, yeah. uh, uh, no, I'm I'm oh. reading my papers. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna read my contracts. I'm on top of it. So yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> she's not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. Did you see yeah. Lisa Rinna on Watch What Happens? I didn't watch the whole thing. I just saw Oh, no, no, no. So somebody did ask her about mm. why she is treating Erica differently than she did Denise. And her mm. reason was, I watched the way that I behave with Denise and I didn't want to act that way again. So I've evolved. And that's why <laughs> I'm being nice to Erica. I yeah, was like, okay. Right. So you understand evolution and you understand how somebody could be making a mistake but you cannot give that grace 
to Garcelle and Garcelle is questioning Erica. Yes. You want to go after Garcelle. Correct. And say, hey, why would you ask for that question? Because you can grow, but nobody else can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Snakes. I loved it. As much of an insane episode Beverly Hills was, that was a really, really good episode. That was a good episode after many, many years. This season has been good after many years, but also that particular episode was good. And and because it was focused on Garcelle, I want more Garcelle. I don't want Garcelle to give up. I don't want her to, um, like some people online were saying, take her foot off these women. I want her to go after them and not be pushed into a place where she feels unwelcome because she doesn't feel welcome in this group. So I don't want her to feel not welcome and quit because I want her to stay because I think she has improved the show and she's made it more real than Beverly Hills ever has been because it's been fake from the beginning. Right. I think the reason why Beverly Hills used to drive me crazy before is, you know, like you described this very beautiful moment of like Mm -hmm. Dorit going on this microaggressive racist tangent and the women just kind of looking at each other. Mm -hmm. And it's not until Garcelle speaks up that there is not a moment, right? Mm -hmm. In the past, we would have just had the women looking at each other, cut to confessional, they talk shit about each other and then go back. Right. That yeah. is the stuff that used to drive me crazy about Beverly Hills because they don't actually say anything. It's a lot of yeah. looks. It's a lot of yes. looks. And yeah. that's what I like about Garcelle. I even like that about Sutton, to be honest, is that yeah. they're saying what they're actually thinking. That's why yeah. we like Kathy is Kathy's just saying a bunch of shit. In that way, I do think yeah, that I that's what's Yeah, I have a feeling Kathy's really not going to come back because no. I think this is going to cause her to think that there, there's a lot of liability. She might come back as occasional friend of. She might just come and go in some scenes, but not really be more involved. I have a feeling that's going to happen because she's going to withdraw from this. Yeah, um, She's not going to open herself up to that much scrutiny again. No. And but, I don't know if uh, Erica's ever coming back on another yeah. season. I, I hope she doesn't because I don't, I don't need to see her. Yeah. I hope if Teresa went to jail for what she did, what uh, Josie Joe did, Erica definitely has a lot more liability. There's no way Erica can say she wasn't aware that 20 million came into her. Oh, no. Company. Uh, uh, here's what she I might want. say. I don't know where it came from, but she knew it came through. But here's what I want for Erica. I mm-hmm. want her to realize that the assets that she has, I want don't them to take to them. I want them to get the money out of it. And I want the money to go to the victims. That's what I want. And here's the truth. If Erica can do that, if Erica came on TV tomorrow and said, which she's not going to, by the way, Mm -hmm. but if she came on TV tomorrow and said, this is super fucked up and Mm -hmm. I hate Tom Girardi for what he put me through and I do feel bad for those victims and I do think that we should take whatever assets I have, that like Cartier Panther ring that she has that's like Mm -hmm. a six-figure ring, Mm -hmm. take the shit that I have, take the jewels that I have, take the wigs, whatever. Mm-hmm. use that money to pay people back. If she came mm-hmm. on and she said those things, I'd say, yeah, that's great. But Erica's an idiot and she's a monster. Mm-hmm. You don't live, you don't, you're not, you don't stay married to somebody for 20 some years who is a known snake, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like Tom Girardi didn't just start fleecing people for their money after he got into this mysterious accident. He's mm-hmm. been doing this shit for as long as he's been in the industry. So 
you married somebody who is a known snake and mm-hmm. you continue to be with that snake and you picked up a thing or two from him. She yeah. always talked about that too. Like, oh yeah, I marry, you learn a thing or two from Tom Girardi. Like mm-hmm. she always blame. she always kind yeah. of like, she gave that to Tom. Like, oh, I learned how yeah. to deal with this shit because I'm yeah. married to a lawyer. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you learned how to be a snake like him. Yeah. And she's not going to come on TV tomorrow and say, yes, give them their money back because she doesn't think that she's to blame because she yeah. is full of privilege and she's mm-hmm. been skating by and she thinks that she's not wrong because she's a narcissist. Yeah. It was great. Oh, my God. Yeah. I rage tweeted so much that I was sweating, but our Twitter did blow up as yeah. a result of it. Yeah. I was like, save some for the podcast. Don't say everything you have to say on Twitter now. It's okay. To, I said, the nice person. thing about Twitter is it's only Oh, I wonder how Jojo feels after this episode. Oh, <laughs> oh Jojo. With oh, yeah. all the politics, the Black Lives Matter and mm. all of this. She's oh, not jo- coming this, back. This episode is specially done for Jojo. Yes. Jojo, for those of you who don't know, was our very first bad review. She Mm -hmm. said, and I'll read it now. She said, I usually enjoy them quite a bit, but I'm really sick of them bashing Kyle. And I do not want to hear about masks and vaccines from you, three exclamation marks. This is not a Mm -hmm. political podcast as far as I was aware of. And Mm -hmm. I will never, Mm -hmm. never in all caps. Get a vaccine no matter what you say. What you say. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jojo. Jojo, if you're listening, Jojo, what are you doing here still? Get out of here. Scram. Yeah. But this anyway, is a special episode dedicated to this Jojo. is this episode goes out specially to Jojo. Make sure you get a vaccine, you crazy anti-science bitch. Okay. <laughs> um, we'll be back on Wednesday to talk about Potomac and Shazo Sunset, and we're gonna have uh, a special guest on. Yay! We're actually wait. going that to have a special good. guest. We've been talking about it. having guests on for uh the last month. And At this for some point reason, it's turning into a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> but i know she'll be there yeah and well, no and, and i cannot wait for potomac because i need a palate cleanser this was heavy these two yeah, episodes were yeah. heavy regarding the patreon i just want to say out of an abundance of caution we're postponing the patreon <laughs> until the new future. i Play think Delta. we should do the patreon and release it on october 13th on the day on of Bra- 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 <laughs> On Bravo Conde. That's an entire two months of money that we're not going to make. It's okay. We're not going to make it anyway because I haven't We're not going to make it anyway. No one's going to sign up anywhere. Even when you make the Patreon. At this point, it's They will only pay if there is content for Patreon. We don't have content for Patreon. We will. But here's the thing. Also, at this point, at this point, like, not having a Patreon, I think, is funnier Mm -hmm. than actually having one. Like, once we post up a Patreon, then what are we going to joke about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, all right, guys. Well, we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Bye. Bye.